a few less things to worry about. Our greatest need is to be patient, calm, and to avoid being intimidated by psyops. These are rules to make it easier. When I was an intern, a physician supervisor told me, Yo-ho, even a blind squirrel occasionally finds a nut. I must have done something right, but this was such a rare event that the circumstances do not survive in my memory. I will help you find a few nuts among the deceptions in our twisted landscape. My truths may not be yours, and I may change my mind about some of them. My strength is that I've worked full-time for five years decoding events. Polymath Paul, PP, has a broad bandwidth. He looks at the entire wall of lies daily. Here's a quote. I go through my substacks as an exercise and consistently stress test the assumptions and suppositions. What are the claims? What's the evidence? What's the contrary evidence? Are they even citing evidence? To be fair, people who have asinine takes on one issue have the wisdom of Solomon on another. I have no hope of keeping track of everything Paul does, so I use rules of thumb, heuristics, to turn off 95% of it. Deceit and confusion are the psychopath's currency. Once you catch someone in a lie, nothing they say can be trusted. If I smell panic or duplicity, I pull the source off my feed and never view it again. Yoho's reality laws throw the garbage out of your mind. Number one, malign forces are conspiring to confuse and misdirect us. Your first priority must be to avoid debased media sources. They are purpose-built to confuse, misinform, and intimidate us, so turn them off. Your second is to disbelieve most of what you hear. As Theodore Sturgeon first stated in the 1950s, quote, 90% of everything is crap. It is far worse today. See below. Number two, the updated golden rule is that those with the gold make the rules, so learning the funding sources explains a lot. I used to think it explained everything until I learned about psychopaths. For them, lying and damaging others is a drive like sex. Never underestimate your ability to be fooled by them, for they do not telegraph duplicity like ordinary people. And chapter two of Cassandra's memo tells a story about that. Number three, if you do not follow a person's reasoning, you are likely being lied to. You are just as bright as they are. If you do not understand it, cast it off as false. Believe your eyes, experience, and intuition, and take nothing on faith or authority. Polymath Paul adds, quote, Anyone carrying water for archons, demons, alien invasions, or part man, part machine cyborg warriors is either a moron or a paid shill. I am also suspicious of those who combine hysteria and apocalyptic religion. 
Finally, crediting powerful, previously unknown technology to the psychopaths replaces our reasoning powers with magical thinking. Religious ideas, including demons, are widely accepted by many brilliant people. We all know we are in a spiritual war, and these beliefs elegantly explain our world. The devils are too much for me, for suspicion dominates my thinking. I believe what I can see, feel, and understand. Taking things on faith is outside my process. Maybe when I am kidnapped by demons and see them for myself, I will learn the error of my ways. Maybe this has already happened and I have not noticed. Likewise, discussing events light years of distance or eons of time away from us is science fiction. It is not a practical approach that might yield insights or action plans today. I confess, I spent a lost, lost decade with my nose in science fiction books, but this ended when I was 16. My policy is Joe Friday's. Just the facts, ma'am. When no rule of thumb is obvious, you must examine each situation individually. Your gut's spider sense is the sum of logic and emotions and your north star. It will not forsake you if you listen. Aurelius wrote, quote, Don't fear the future. You will face it, if that is your fate, armed with the same ruling reason that guides you in the present. If you get fooled, trust your intuition once more. Aurelius again, quote, Don't become disgusted with yourself, lose patience, or give up if you sometimes fail to act as your philosophy dictates. But after each setback, return to reason and be content if most of your acts are worthy of a good man. When you blend your feelings and intellect, you own a superpower. Triangulating sources you respect will help you de develop it. Who can you trust? Once you know someone's integrity, you can delete and ignore those who deride or oppose it. Here are my touchstones and rough orders of importance. I do not follow all of them closely, and there are more. They all write on Substack. Mercola has mentored most of us. He is head and shoulders above the rest. Unbecoming, with a K, U-N-B-E-K-O-M-I-N-G, Substack, brilliant, productive, and closest to my interests. Sasha Latipova, she should need no introduction. Peter and Ginger Bregan shook me awake. James Corbett, O.G., Comprehensive References and Analyses. James Roguski, trying to single-handedly rein in the World Health Organization's world takeover. Pierre Corey, still in practice after a brilliant career as an ICU doctor. C.J. Hopkins, fantastic writer and intellect reporting from Germany. Toby Rogers, another top writer who gets most things right. A Midwestern Doctor, anonymous and brilliant. Paul Alexander, his torrent of ideas is too much, but who can doubt his sincerity? Doomberg, 
energy perspectives, I read the free version. Alex Epstein, another courageous energy warrior. Matthew Crawford is a polymath substacker who writes a series about the false flag freedom movement he calls, quote, chaos agents. And I've left a link to one of his posts. Dave Payette is a newbie, and I left a link to him, but you'll learn from him. Catherine Watts, colleague and collaborator of Latipova. Jim Arnold, Liar's World Substack, close friend who helps me with perspectives. Case Reports, How to See Through the Quacks. And this is a quote by Walt Kelly, the author of the Pogo comic strip. We have met the enemy and he is us. Who in the freedom movement is bribed, blackmailed, or threatened? Who are the psychopaths? We can rarely tell, but if they lie, it makes little difference. I flipped my switch off early for Berenson, Gold, and Malone. Alex Berenson is a masterful writer, but as anyone who has followed him knows, he is also a master of misdirection and inconsistency. Simon Gold has been accused of frauds that seem credible. Not long after Malone popped his bearded head up, some of his views confused and irritated me. Each time I called him out on it, I was attacked by a swarm of threatening, quote, supporters. This was diagnostic of a false flag, so I decided to ignore him long before he sued the Bregans. When that happened, my judgment locked, for I had learned earlier in my career that harassment lawsuits are psychopath markers. I have not closely followed the more recent allegations against Malone. Our friend Paul Alexander writes about damning events involving him, and I've left an example link. Well-documented charges from another source are at another link I left. I named my worthless dog after the man and left it at that. People who know Malone say they sense his sincerity. If personal relationships like this have fooled you, recite rule number two ten times. If we let media figures like this actor into our lives, we feel we, quote, know them from afar. I once met a mixed martial artist whom I had often watched on TV. As we spoke, I realized my identification with him was a ridiculous fantasy. Although I've never met anyone on this list, three of them hypnotized me into giving them money anyway. Michael Grieger of NutritionFacts.org is shilling for someone. His, quote, vegan acolytes claim they are righteous herbivores who consume, quote, nothing with a face or a mother. I sat at Grieger's table for a year, chowing down on plants and studying his views. When I got sick, I realized the error of my ways. Since then, I've written about vegan psychology and how these practices, for the few who follow them strictly, destroy health. That's in Hormone Secrets. 
I saw Grieger speak during my recent Vegas trip, and his affect was bizarre as ever. He looked like he was sharing an insider joke with the psychopaths. Quote, we know we are lying, but somehow these idiots cannot see it. His trademark saying is, quote, I read the food studies, so you, sh- you don't have to. Trust him, trust the, quote, science, trust authority. It's the standard psychopath con job. I think Grieger is likely an operative who is paid to damage us. For other examples of this phenomenon, see my recent post. Almost everything scares me these days. I've left the link. He claims his website, nutritionfacts.org, is internally funded. I doubt it. But since plenty of people eat his meal, I could be wrong. And here's my footnote to the vegan success. There probably are a few exceptions who are healthy, but I suspect that many of them sneak a few eggs at night. Mike Adams supposedly believes in space invaders. Mr. Adams has charisma and media training. His entertaining rants start rationally but devolve into disturbing idiocy. For example, he claims that aliens will save us when our need is most dire. If he is right, I hope they come in shielded flying saucers for the Van Allen radiation belts surrounding the Earth exterminate any life passing through it. Not even a dog has been up there and survived. Only the Apollo actors went through it and lived to tell the tale, but they did it virtually on a Hollywood Star Trek set. Adams loves telling Terminator movie stories. Skynet becomes conscious in a singularity event and kills everyone. Cyborg warriors that are part man and part machine are coming to get us. He also tells QAnon-type tales about Trump or the military saving us. Adam's absurdities are expressly designed to whipsaw your motion and give you nightmares. He recently claimed he had a laboratory where he tested zeolite to see if it helped detoxification. He had a definitive answer, but I instantly forgot what he said because I knew that, based on his other nonsense, it had a 50-50 chance of being true. After what I have seen from him, I doubt if he even has a lab. Is he a shill, compromised, or just a scamp trying to make a buck? We cannot tell, but since his pattern is typical for, quote, resistance leaders, the odds favor the first two. I never listen to anyone again who lies to me, and Adams is as full of it as a political candidate. Here's a footnote about QAnon. It claims that we have nothing to fear because true blue elements of the CIA, FBI, the military, or someone from our side who cannot be revealed will soon save us. It was a documented military psyop that seems to have been turned off over a year ago. People close to RFK also told me about those space aliens. Groups that spread good news about salvation by space invaders 
are being made to look ridiculous. Although Kennedy's intellect towers over us, some of his minions are full-on retards. I would never accuse him of that, but his platform is designed to lose rather than win. For example, he endorses reparations. Does anyone here know of a less popular or more asinine idea? He also advocates gun control, which would put us prostrate at our enemy's feet. Whitney Webb writes in One Nation Under Blackmail, published in 2021, that the political left became dominated by the psychopaths, that's my word, not hers, over many decades. Kennedy is heir to much of their intellectual contamination, but I cannot believe his stated policies and beliefs match. The globalists seem to be using him as a foil against Trump. Despite all this, I believe RFK is sincere and hope he can play a role in our future. He has done fantastic work uncovering vaccines as a bioweapon. Again, that's my word. The real Anthony Fauci taught us that the COVID rollout, vaccine fatalities, and withheld therapies duplicated Fauci's AIDS playbook. Like the COVID vax, AZT killed a lot of people, and effective treatments such as Bactrim were concealed. Kennedy just published another landmark book, The Wuhan Cover-Up. This section is too much information about Anna Mahalsia. Anna's causing a lot of stuck substackers anxiety, so I will analyze her in some detail. One of my friends is scared witless about Mahalsia's claim that microscopic robots are taking over our bodies. So I wrote Anna an email and simply asked, please send me the references that best corroborate your work. She replied, what do you mean? I've written hundreds of Substack articles and my work is vast. This is a summary that has been included in the Ban the Jabs resolution that has been passed by seven GOP counties in Florida, Idaho State, and multiple other counties. It is also part of the evidence of crimes against humanity used for the National ARM Grand Jury Petition of Crimes Against Humanity that has been delivered to governors and attorney generals in multiple states. I have provided evidence of nanotechnology and medications, vaccines, have extensively reported in hundreds of articles my findings with the scientific and military literature. Please look at the vast body of work and see for yourself and then pick whatever you want. The interview with Dr. David Hughes, who published on the worldwide evidence of analysis of viral content finding, self-assembly, nanotechnology, graphene, and abnormal findings in the blood is below. Mahalsia did not include peer-reviewed articles for some reason. Maybe everything she says is true, and she's a lot smarter than I am. However, I will show you that you do not have to be a genius or examine her, quote, vast body of work, unquote, to determine whether she is worth reading. I loosely followed Anna for several months, but could never focus on her because my gut told me something was wrong. She claimed to be seeing patients, yet churns out an incredible content volume. 
I know how consuming medical practices are, so her output is improbable without a ghostwriter. I speculate based on her content that she hired a 20-year-old kid who is still enjoying his science fiction decade. The essays are riddled with basic usage usage errors that an MD-PhD like Anna would hopefully not make. Mahalsia mixes religion, apocalyptic imagery, and scientific-sounding info that I do not understand. Her central claim is that graphene oxide, quote, microbots are taking over the bloodstream of the entire populace. She shows horrifying dark field microscope video images of little metal machines rushing through our bloodstream. She also says that they are transmitted or, quote, shed from the vaxxed to the unvaxxed. She claims in panicky tones that this will transform us into cyborg warriors, or something like that. My eyes glaze over when I read her. She mixes religion, mythology, and science fiction. She also supplies us with tasty images. And there's an image from the Lord of the Rings movie, I think, that is Gandalf and the Balrog from Lord of the Rings. She drops gems like this. The Ananuki, which was misspelled, and other advanced races have contributed to the DNA of human embodiment. The biblical references would be to the Watchers, with a capital W, yet the Sumerian tablets give a much more detailed and accurate account of the many extraterrestrial Genesis projects. The Anunnaki have created human bodies to serve them by mixing their DNA with the humanoids on Earth and evolving them as their slaves to mine the Earth for gold, capital G, which is the manna of the gods. Even science has found an irrefutable extraterrestrial signal in human DNA. And then I found a reference for the Anunnaki, spelled properly. Anunnaki, this is my uh, asterisk, Nephilim, Atlantis, and Archons, an advanced race, Nephilim, that came to earth to mine for gold. In the process, they, quote, tinkered with the beings on earth and created an upgraded version of humans. They have been trapped here for at least 50,000 years. They communicated with, quote, off-world beings known as archons to figure out how to escape their prison planet. I hope this clarifies things for you. If you can look at all this with a straight face, you also believe in the tooth fairy. I needed no more data to ghost Mikalsia, but my panicky friend prodded me to look closer. So I read Anna's last few substacks and found that a fellow traveler, James Grundvig, was recently on a podcast with her. I interviewed and had lunch with him once. Not long ago, Grundvig's whole act was the QAnon thing, claiming that various species of public servants would ride in on white horses and save our lives from the cabal. During my brief enthusiasm for Grunvig, I encouraged Peter Bregan to do a podcast with him. Peter trolled 
him that his act was ridiculous and came close to cutting off his microphone. My bad, Dr. Bragan. Sorry about that. I then asked my friends about Anna. Jim Arnold of Liar's World Substack told me, I'm skeptical of her because she's so typical of the Mind F-U-C-K playbook, drone on about super scary science that's going to be the end of humanity. Polymath Paul wrote, If the jabs are this bad, why aren't they killing way more people? I think Mahalsia is an op and a distraction to get us to focus on the past ad nauseum as opposed to the present or the future. Jabs suck, full stop. Don't get any more. Take whatever measures one can to detoxify from Big Pharma, F-U-C-K-E-R-Y. I don't see the percentage in the hedgehog-like focus on this S-H-I-T and believe it is a purposeful distraction. The appeals to the authority with no corroboration. The fear-mongering is a low blow and we should be above it. To further triangulate, a friend asked a prominent resistance movement physician about Anna. My buddy texted me, and I've got the image of the text here. I spoke to blankety blank about this, who I consider to be the most knowledgeable person on this subject. He thinks it is a bunch of bullshit and a lot of misinterpretations from people who don't have experience using light microscopes. Misinterpretations is generous. And I've left a link to Anna's archive if you need to look at more. I don't. Sasha Latipova's beliefs about advanced technologies. Quoted, advanced technologies. You will hear from, quote, resistance leaders that engineered bioweapon viruses can be made by students with equipment and materials from Amazon, then leaked and kill half the planet. Please do not buy recycled Hollywood garbage about germ warfare. You know better. Here's why I don't believe Boston University or any other academic clickbait about chimeric killer viruses they claim to make. And neither should you. In this presentation, and she left a link, biologist J.J. Cooey explains what SARS-CoV-2 biowarfare agent actually is a purified viral clone that is marginally dangerous for a short period of time and does not spread by itself. Pandemics do not exist in nature. Epidemics, if they do occur, are local and self-extinguishing because that's how nature works. The evil psychopaths cannot really make pandemics happen. They can only scare you into believing these are possible in order to gain control over you and establish their cherished dream a global totalitarian biosecurity state. Be not afraid. And following is another of Sash's valuable articles that you should review if you still think Anna might be sincere. And this is a quote from that. This is about one of the areas where I get a lot of bad questions. Transhumanism, nanotechnology, synthetic biology, Internet of Bodies, and related concepts attempts to make me look at yet another thousand microscopic pictures of various materials claiming that these are artificial organisms such as, quote, synthetic bacteria or nanorobots or other absurdities. 
will result in nothing enjoyable for those feeling entitled to waste my time. So please don't. If you think I'm that stupid, uneducated, and a controlled opposition, feel free. Then she quotes her colleague, Catherine Watts. Based on my understanding of reality, and especially what I've come to understand about the globalist's use of predictive word and image-based psychological manipulation, using news reports, scientific publishing, including patents, tabletop exercises, television shows, movies, planning reports, laws, and other media to prepare people to inaccurately interpret and behaviorally respond to orchestrated events that are fictional but presented as real, I'm not that concerned about the globalist's actual ability to create transhumans by melding electronic technology with biological organisms. In general, I think that the globalists are very, very good at deceiving people and breaking things, including human bodies and souls, but they are not good at creating anything because creation is God's domain and is inextricably interpenetrated with truth. So I think the globalists are spraying, injecting, and otherwise inserting a lot of garbage into cells, plants, animals, and human bodies, some of which is metallic or magnetic or other elements of electronic devices, and irradiating living creatures and systems with EMF and radio frequency and the like. But the effect is to injure and prematurely kill the living organisms, not to meld living, healthy, biological organisms with electronic devices or networks. I don't think their goal is to create transhumans. I think their goals are to sabotage God's creation, especially human society, and to kill a lot of human beings. Transhumanism is just one of their many cover stories to try to make people think it's about something else alongside climate change, deadly global pandemics of communicable diseases, the empowerment of women, and a few other things. They're aborting human beings from conception to 100 plus years after birth, extending Roe versus Wade and the atheist materialist principle of non-sacredness of human life to its logical, full, geopolitical expression. And then continuing with Sasha, injecting a simple material or matrix into the body will lead to one of three outcomes. The material can be A, safely eliminated, B, safely accumulate, or C, poison the body as it accumulates and can't be eliminated fast enough. This is true of materials such as vitamin D, arsenic, or graphene. There is no question injecting soups of dangerous material called vaccines can harm a population through a poisoning mechanism either directly or by breaking down regular biological functions. Is graphene toxic to the body? Depends on the formulation and structure. In formulations where it was found to be toxic, e.g. carbon nanotubes, the mechanism of injury is similar to that of asbestos, also a nanomaterial. We are lost without our ability to focus and reason. Keep a heavy finger on the block and unsubscribe buttons. Cut off anyone who wastes even a moment of your time. The jackals melt when their lies are thrown in their faces. They cannot stand against us for a moment after we educate and activate 
even a small percentage of our billions of people. And then here's my pitch. This time, like all times, is a great time if you know what to do with it. That's Emerson. If you like this post, sign your friends up. Parting shot number one. Art piece for today. Sasha Latipova's Joan of Arc Oil on Linen, 30 by 40 inches. You can support her by buying it or her other art, and I've left a link. Parting shot number two. This is from Polymath Paul. I always return to Theodore Dalrymple's Anthony Daniels line, quote, Compared to these people, Nero was a committed firefighter. Parting shot number three. TV has its uses. I confess a weakness for watching police videos on YouTube and dry firing my Glock at the bad guys. Please keep this secret entre new, strictly between us. Thanks to KEC and Dave Piet for your editing help.